What is up, everybody? Welcome back. It is the Tuesday night special, the Orion Podcast. My name is Chad Brock. And I'm Zach Bailiff. We're glad to have you. Hang yeah. on. Between my phone, my external hard drive, and this headset, I've got it all tangled up in that short amount of time. Welcome get, to the chaos, folks. Get Welcome. tangled up and fall out of your chair here in a minute. I'll yeah. just—I'll have to call your wife so she can come get you. She probably would have to. Stranger things have happened, though. In all honesty, yeah, that's what's sad about the whole situation. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I know. Welcome back, everybody. It is, again, Tuesday night. Time for the Orion Podcast, the Cooler Podcast, telling Eber cooler stories. Um, found our way back to it, finally. We, yeah, we found our way back to it through scheduling conflicts of Disneyland, fishing spring tournaments. Is, spring is here. It's uh, it's chaotic, to say April, the least. April was, it was not a month that was meant to be uh, for anything scheduling wise, let's put it that way. Yeah. Thank goodness it's almost over. <laughs> <laughs> Back to yeah. the fun stuff. Back to the fun know. stuff. May may might be worse, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe for you, but my schedule's clearing up. It's clearing yeah. up. I have got through. I have got through the travesty that is April. Not that May that, doesn't start with a week long fishing tournament, but that that bow right there that is just barely rigged up it's timed and it's got a knocking point and a peep in it it's got to go to california next week so well, you we, know uh, we're starting we got, off next week with a bang how's that i would say i got a little bit of time but my only three days when it's not raining this week are tomorrow and well today tomorrow and thursday so i gotta i gotta get to moving yeah it's kind of wild man i mean it was like 80 degrees everybody's wearing shorts cut off t-shirts outside sunburns balls, yeah. sunburns and now it's like, hello, 32, hello, yeah. 28 degrees and frost in the morning. And it's, and we, we filmed Not a little fun. video that will be premiering at Jackson Kike, uh YouTube here, like probably tomorrow. And yeah, we like to froze to death out there trying to get that done. Uh, My hands were ice by the time I got I, home I, the camera. I, I bet. I bet they were. Of course, the wind was ripping. That didn't help. Yeah. Uh, speaking of speaking of Jackson Kike, you can check out. We're gonna pay the bills now. Yeah. Pay the bills now. Getting paid. You can check out. You can check out all these cool Jackson kayak products. You got got cool products like check this out. Props. New under seat bag. Still got the tag on it. It's fancy. It's fancy. That might hold enough snacks for one day. 
It'll hold a lot of stuff for one day. So we got we got new accessories, jacksonkayak.com. Obviously, you can pick you out a cool boat like an RFD, Kusa X, or by FD. Uh, and also home of the mark for flex drive. Um, Orion coolers, right, right down there. My orange cooler is in the back of my truck. So it's right currently, there. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's summertime. So the, the cooler has moved out. It's in the truck and it has ice cold beverages all summer long. Looking forward to that. Um, that's phenomenal. You know, if you guys are looking for a good cooler in the market, check us out. Jacksonkayak.com. Hit the Orion coolers button. Find you a cooler, find you a kennel. Um, Z-Pro Lithium Batteries. Z-Pro Lithium Batteries, keeping Zach and I powered all summer long. Um, a product we're really excited about. Fun fact, Brummett and I have not charged our Z-Pro batteries for three outings now. And one of them for me is a eight plus hour fishing tournament. So wow, is one of those the one that went for a swim? One of them is no, the one that went for the swim is actually right back there. Mm. So it went upside down, and I let a buddy borrow Zach's kayak. (laughs) (laughs) Better him than me, yeah, better him than you. But the kayak that Zach uses, which was powered with a Z Pro lithium, he dumped it on accident. The wind hit him, he got caught up on a tree lost his balance and just it was just a whole chain of events from everything hitting the tree and him just being wee wobbly trying to lean over the side of the boat for whatever reason and he (laughs) spilt it rolls it back over finally get the boat back over the fish finder is on the battery is working like a champion so shout out to z pro lithium that's on their batteries it's a good test it's a good test i'm glad i didn't personally have to test it in that manner glad i got tested Lorraine's yeah. works great. Z-Pro works great. Basco Fishing. Uh, you need some swanky. I, can we, I don't think it's swanky is the word. That's kind of like precarious. Promiscuous. <laughs> yeah, I don't know yeah. what you're looking so you, for. If you need some cool fishing garb, some clothes, some duds, check out Basco Fishing, bascofishing.com. Then we've got, we've got more props. I got a box. The reel is actually in use. Casking. Goodness. Casking. Yeah. We're excited to announce the partnership with Casking. Um, they have got some really great, cool products. Um, check them out, casking.com. Um, this is the MG12. I can't wait. Like when you're home, I cannot look. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing with them. It is 4.8 ounces, man. 4.8 ounces. It's like holding nothing. It is incredible. Incredible. Then obviously we got Hoyt Archery, but your sign's like all blocked out by your melon. There it is. The glow, the Hoyt glow. That's why it's blocked out. <laughs> Works great as a, as a rim light, but <laughs> he wanted to look like he had a halo. That's what it yeah. is for the live. You just sit down here a little bit like that. There you go. There you go. There you go. But anyway, yeah, that's, uh, that's the bills. Thanks for, uh, thanks for, you know, it takes it takes great companies like these to keep the podcast going, and it really helps us out a lot in uh, making sure that you guys get to see this every other Tuesday. So we appreciate those folks out there helping us out. Check those yeah. check those folks out. Give them a like. Give them a follow. Do all those cool social media things. We'd appreciate that. Tell them Orion Podcast sent you. Yeah, yeah. So Redding, California, USA Bassin. Um, Bass Cat Classic. So this is the big boat tournament. Gone for a week. Looking forward to it. But we've got a uh, we've got a cool guest tonight. 
um, somebody that I personally haven't got a chance to uh, to really talk to. So I'm going to be hearing his story for the first time. I'm excited about that. Um, Zach, I'm going to let you handle the intro. Yeah, I've heard his story a couple times, but it is a it's a good one. It's it's entertaining and interesting, and uh, he's got some cool stuff going on. He's a buddy of mine I've known for shoot, I guess right about a year now. Um, you know, he's he's a big outdoorsman. He's he's grew up hunting and fishing and and doing all a lot of the same stuff we have, and uh, he's been on some cool adventures. So his current one, he's uh, actually heading up or spearheading the outdoor division at first form supplements as well and they just come off of a big weekend so welcome everybody jake arvold <laughs> what's up what's up guys what's I'm, up, buddy i'm excited to be here did you uh, fall asleep through that <laughs> no dude i was it's a little guys, long-winded i i almost feel like you need like a camera to be able to go through and like film <laughs> me in the background side because i'm like back here just like bebopping like the whole the music tune and everything going through it so. yeah that was like longer that. than normal. We were long, longer winded than normal. There. <laughs> we got paid. Well, we usually pay the bills at the end of the uh, the end of the podcast, but yeah. uh, we probably need to do that before we just shove off into it. So. Before we lose all of our viewers, a little bit of yeah. Before we lose all the viewers at the end, the the sponsorship would probably like to hear their name. Yeah, yeah. throw it out. No, yeah, I like it. Well, that's you guys. You were mentioning about. Um, just going over it, it dropping in temperature. And I know like, yeah, this last weekend we had the uh, yeah. November knockdown final dude, people at that event this weekend, literally lucked <laughs> out hardcore just for the sole fact that yeah. the next day, like Friday was beautiful here. Really? In Missouri, like they call they call it misery for a reason because like you really <laughs> you don't know what to expect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a great event overall. And then we, um, like went out the next day and it was it was like 40 degrees and like everyone lucked out on that yeah it's yeah the we'll definitely the i definitely want to get to that we'll we'll kind of push that off a little bit but it's uh it looked fun so yeah. i definitely want to get into that a little bit oh yeah so jake one of the questions that we always like to ask everybody in the orion podcast and we're not going to do you any different we're going to hold you hold you to it um so tell us a little bit like how did your journey into the outdoors begin? How did you get started in, in this, uh, in this space? Yeah, no, it's a good question overall. And I, um, you know, for me, I grew up in it. Uh, I'm, I'm originally like, I know I'm down here in Missouri right now, but I, I grew up originally in, uh, Wisconsin. Um, it was excellent Wisconsin to be exact, which is just inside uh, the border of Minneapolis, Minnesota, about an hour inside of there. Uh, grew up in a, it's literally 250 people. You blink, you miss it kind of town, corner pump, two bars and a church kind of thing. Like I didn't even have a school in the town that I ultimately grew up in back there, but um, grew up on a farm out there. And dude, the, the aspect of the outdoors for me was like, it was everything I, I thought about as a kid, I ultimately wanted, I knew at like a young age is like, I wanted to be like, everyone talks as, as kids. It's like, I want to be a firefighter, a policeman, all these different cool things that are out there. It's like back in my mind, it was like, I want to be a professional outdoorsman. That was literally it. I, I remember going through and watching, you know, shows like the Drury Outdoors with my dad and we'd go get the, the VHS tapes and everything and watch all these different cool hunting shows. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Uh, and then I'd watch bass, bass fishing with my, my grandpa and we'd, we'd go back and forth. Like 
if I was with my dad's, my dad's dad and on, on his side with my grandparents on that side, I was going out doing something hunting wise. I was going up to the cabin. We were either taking care of pheasants, uh, doing turkeys, maple syruping, doing that side. If I was on my mom's side, I knew I was going to the St. Croix river and we were going to go after whether it was smallmouth, walleyes, anything that was out there. Um, so for me, I was, I honestly, like, I, I look at it as I was very, very fortunate for the, the life that I personally grew up in and had a lot of opportunities to be able to go out and be, be acclimated to the outdoors at a very, very young age. Um, and that's, I look at the, the first hunting trip I was ever on that I, I can remember physically was, I remember going up to the cabin with my dad. I was just a little dude and I would be right. We had this old wooden, like built-in tree stand. that was just like this little pie plate up in the, between three trees, like cornered together and probably a few pallets and everything. Mm -hmm. And literally hike up in there, dad would take me, shove me down in there in a sleeping bag. And I'd be down there with like Legos or whatever little thing. And he'd just be sitting there hunting. And he'd be like, shh, hear that? Hear that? And he just, <laughs> now I know the trick. Like I know the trick. I don't have kids myself, but I know what he was doing. It's like, sit there, like it's bigger than life. It's like, oh my gosh, Godzilla's coming through the woods, right? He just yeah. wanted me to be quiet for two right. seconds. So that's um, awesome. Yep. No, that's a, that's a good story, man. And you know, it's interesting. Like for me, I, I was outside, but I was outside as a farm kid. So I really wasn't hunting and doing all that kind of thing. I mean, I fished, but it was kind of like bobber fishing and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, it really didn't hit me till later. Um, so it's really cool to hear the stories in, in the family influence, um, that you guys have as far as, you know, going into it as a family. And I mean, I'm sure you wouldn't trade that for the world. No, man, the, you know, that's, it's a big part and we can, we will probably get into it a little bit later when it gets into even the, the first form piece to it. But, um, I look back at it now and like both my grandfathers are gone. Right. Mm -hmm. So both of them have ultimately passed. And I really look at that as like, you know, I learned a lot of great life lessons, how to go through, treat people, um, you know, and just the experiences that I had with them. Like you can't get those things back. Right. And it's, it's all, it's like, it's all the best memories that I personally have are memories with both my, like, whether it's my grandmothers on those sides and the, the things back home, right. Grandma teaching me how to go through and clean squirrels and like, Hey, if you shoot it, you clean it, you eat it, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. It was everything. And, but that's like, I look at the, those things. Those are all the best memories I've, I've personally had. And for me, a lot of like the life that I personally live today is like, how do we go through and live a lifestyle that allows us to experience more of those memories and more of those experiences and not because in, in the outdoor space, you look at it as like, I remember with my grandfather be like, Hey, we're, we're doing this. Like we have to pass on the outdoor heritage. And I heard that for years and years and years. And you hear it in the hunting side, you hear it in the fishing side, like it's, you know, taking the traditions and being able to pass them on. And, um, a lot of what I'm, I'm trying to do even today is just like, it's not just about passing it on, but it's like, how do you live a lifestyle that allows you to stick around and mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. actually have those. So. Well, and I think, you know, this is kind of a, kind of a broad statement, but there's a generation of us um, that are now kind of hitting our forties down into the thirties that are a, we're the kids that play, we're the last generation, one of the last generations of kids that played outside yeah. And I think that, you know, with sports, 
um, and, and being outside hunting, different things, you know, it's also taught us a lot of determination, but it also offers us a lot of peace. You know, mm-hmm. like we're that kid that was outside playing. And I think there's just something that is in us when we get up in the morning, we go outside, we smell that air. It just, it fuels our soul. Mm-hmm. The, <clears throat> you, you hit it on the head. Like that's even coming down here. So like I moved down to St. Louis, um, going to be five years in September. And, you know, I remember like I would, I would hunt fish. That was literally life. It didn't, didn't matter. That was everything all the way up to high school, went into high school, got into college. And then I, I, I didn't even go to college. I took a couple years off of college, went out West, um, actually guided hunts in Idaho, elk, moose, bear, did that for a minute. Um, also some fly fishing trips, trout and everything there decided to keep that as, as a hobby, something that I personally like, I, I could see myself burning out on it because there's people who make you love it in that, mm-hmm. that aspect. And then there's also those different individuals that just make you like, man, why are you even here? Right. right. And, and, and trying to make it like through that whole piece, like make it the best experience possible, not only for them, but for yourself. And after I had guided for a minute and for a season there, I just decided to keep it as something I want to be able to have. So I could pass it on because I could see myself like falling into it to where it's like, I don't, I almost felt like I could almost fall out of love with it at that point mm-hmm. in time. And you, you think about that as like from there, I then came home, decided to go back to college, went into that for like, switched my major like five different times, ended up dropping out of school, getting, um, you know, I started a CrossFit gym in the midst of all that. And still I'd work a lot of different jobs, whether it was Menards, I'd bartend, I'd work at the farm, um, do a lot of different pieces there and then started my own CrossFit gym and fell in love with just like the physical fitness and aspect of things and to allow me to go out and do things like elk hunting, right? Because I was falling back into, if I go back, like Mm -hmm. my dad fell in love with elk hunting at at a young age in college, going out there with a couple of his buddies and everything. And that led into me, of course, doing the guiding out in Idaho. We ended up starting Elk Rock Ranch in northern Wisconsin, which is about 1,100 acres. We had a high fence hunting preserve and everything. We did a lot of Make-A-Wish like program hunts. Um, and that led into the elk hunting piece to it. But because of all those things, it, it led me into have a lot of different opportunities. But as soon as I got to college and when I moved away, I kind of like, I lost myself, not going to lie. Like I literally, I I stepped away from those things that really just kind of lit fire in my personal soul. I got more involved in the fitness piece, diving into starting my own business and doing that. I kept telling myself, I'll be able to hunt later when I can go through and make this more successful. Or when I can go through and make these things happen, I'll be able to go out and hunt. I'll be able to go out and fish. Right. Well, it's just like anything else. It's just like fitness. You don't find time for it. You make time for it. Right. Yep. There was two years ago when I, when I was down here, cause of course from there sold the gym, got offered to move down here and work at headquarters and same thing down here is like, okay, I fell into that same grind. Cause I'm like, I'm a put the blinders on, find the goal and just go for it. Yep. And I found myself digging into my work, digging into what we were doing down here, had the house remodeling stuff there. And then um, I just found myself like, man, why are you, you're not getting any younger. You're not going to have more opportunities to go out and hunt. It's like, 
you have to quit looking at the time will come and like go do it. And I remember going in one season, cause this is all, it's all public land, right? First right. time, first time in my life that I've, I personally, I, I see it as a, a blessing in disguise, but I again, fortunate to grow up on the farm where I had private land, other farmers to go hunt and built different, you know, abilities to do that. Um, to where now I come down to Missouri, I'm like, I got to figure all this shit out, right? Like yeah. where can I hunt, make sure I'm not breaking laws or breaking rules. And, um, and that as soon as I went out and I found like just some, just the, uh, uh, little, little state land where I was actually able to go out little hunting preserve side of things. I could do, do some archery and it wasn't about going out and even hunting deer, but like being able to sit in the tree and just like, cause all I did was walk out, get out there, found a dead, like a dead head climbed up on the thing and sat on the end of it and freaking just watch the literally watched and listened to the entire like woods come alive. It was, it, it was one of the closest moments to like what I would consider just being like in contact with God, just like right there, peaceful, centered, grounded. Um, there's only one other, other place that ultimately does that for me would be at the top of the mountains at like 4am as the, the sunrise is coming over the mountains. And it's just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. There's something to be said for just like getting out, getting away from everything and just listening to the woods wake up yeah. in the morning. You, you know what it, it how many people in their entire life like you think about even this morning like you're able to see like the sunrise come up this morning but how many people actually never see that mm -hmm. right like really like really see it right yeah. like not but actually take it in experience it like there's sounds out there in the world like you go sit in the woods or you're sit. i think about even fishing right oh, calm, yeah. calm morning water is glass and you just turkeys gobbling dude, off the distance at the, the boat ramp dude yeah <laughs> dude it's it's all those things right yeah um it's something that's it's special and there's a lot of people that could do a lot of good and honestly the world we live in could could learn a lot from ultimately slowing down and take a little bit of that in it's a it's yeah. a very spiritual time of day just mm -hmm. for the mind and the soul i think 100 percent, 100 percent. yep yeah, I think about that all the time when we're out, especially in the mountains, because you get into some places back in there and get into some stuff that, I mean, just very, just a handful of people will ever get to see or experience some of those moments. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's pretty and phenomenal. It's different. We, oh day. yeah, it's different every day. Mm -hmm. You could be sitting in the same spot, you'll hear something completely different and see yeah. something completely see different. Something. Yep, a hundred percent. No, really love it. The for you, like. Zach going out, like being in Colorado, and I know like, or Colorado, wherever out West and just mm -hmm. like going out there. Um, that's, <clears throat> it's literally, it, it's hard for people to understand, you know, cause that's again, like even having the elk ranch, we, I used to get, like, I mean, family would get like shit in that kind of sense from friends. It's like, well, you got them out the back door. Why are you going all the way out to West to go hunt them kind of thing? Right. <laughs> Not the same. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's, that's the whole thing. And, you know, as I've gotten older, like that was always a joke that is like, Hey, it's, you know, it's a lot more than just going out on the hunt. Right. It's, it's the adventure. Yeah. It's the, the oh, experience yeah. with it. And that's, but I, I guess I really didn't even, you know, at a younger age, I'd be like, yeah, it's, it's the hunt. Right. But you get older and like you start to realize like, those those days where you're able to slow things down 
like do those different things or have those different experiences. Like, man, that's, it's something special, like to be able to go out and experience that. It's, uh, it's what, it's what we like to call that type two fun. You know, the, the suffering cements the memory, right? Yep. So if you're not out there doing the hard stuff, it's, it's just not quite as fun as it is if you're, you know, carrying a 70 pound pack and hiking in miles. <laughs> well, and even, even if you get caught in a storm, uh, whether oh, yeah. you're on the water or in the woods, I mean, it's like that just, while it sucks at the time and it's not something that you're having fun with, it adds to the story that we get to tell when we come back. Um, yeah. Some of the great, cool. or go ahead, go ahead, Zach. I was just going to say my 2019 bull less than an hour before I killed him, we were hunkered down underneath a ponderosa pine out there waiting out a storm. Right. Popped popped up out of nowhere and tried to drown us. (laughs) Exactly. That's like literally my, my dad and I, we go back and forth on this, all the stories dad and I talk about and all the ones that we ultimately share, like going back and forth. Cause that's literally one of my personal goals is like, keep him running the mountains until I got to bury him in the side of it kind of thing. Right. Like just mm-hmm. continuously showing up each year. Um, but like the really good stories, all the ones that, you know, we, we laugh about and just chuck about now is like, we were either probably dead silent in the moment, mm-hmm. pissed off or cussing each other out one way, shape or form. <laughs> like, it's like there are so many different like conversations that happen amongst individuals in those scenarios or whether you're on yeah you're on the water or you're back there it really anywhere yeah but yeah through that struggle like yep there's definitely a bond that's built through that struggle yeah i mean that that 2019 hunt i killed that bull dude that whole week well from day one they just progressively got worse throughout the week but by the end of the week i had blisters so bad on the heels of my feet i've never had these in my life except for those one pair of boots I mean, the, the blisters themselves were dang near a quarter of an inch deep and probably an inch in diameter on both yeah. heels. I mean, I had them taped up, gauze, wrapped. I mean, I couldn't, when I got back home, I, I didn't wear shoes for almost three weeks. Just wore sandals everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I packed that bull and I packed that bull out with my feet just tore to pieces, but mm-hmm. it, was, yeah. it was a blast. But it'll do some crazy things. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that first time we ever took our kayaks out, Zach, and our legs. We we got this bright idea. Of course, we was wearing shorts and got the kayak out for the first time. Kicked the shoes off, man. We was we was chilling. Little yeah. did we know, we come out looking as red as a snap oh. on a toolbox. <laughs> Couldn't wear shoes for about a week after that one. Yeah, that was a barefoot week. Tops of our feet were so burnt. Oh my. Gosh. Oh yeah, and this kayak fishing thing—you got to think about what's exposed to the sun. Yeah, you don't <laughs> yeah. get to go on a boat ride. You got to set it out. <laughs> no yeah. kidding. Oh my god. Yep. Yeah. Damn. That was brutal. Live and learn. <laughs> Live and learn. I always wear. Shoes. Everybody's like, "Why do you wear shoes?" Well, it all boils back to the first time I ever went. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. One hundred percent. That's awesome. So fitness industry, you, you've been in the fitness industry, you've hunted your whole life. How did, let's go into the first form and how, how did this come together? I mean, it seems like from the story, the backstory that you've got, this is like the perfect place Mm -hmm. to just bring it all together for you. Yeah. So it really, I mean, it's, it's funny because like first form there, that entire experience, right getting involved with it ultimately started with Andy CEO of the company. Um, he had a podcast back in the day called the MFCO project. 
sounded out yell to me when I'm trying to be really good on this, this podcast, but <laughs> you, can get, you can get the gist of what it ultimately stands for, right? Yeah, um, But he has that now as a recent, it's uh, the Real AF podcast. Um, but that, that podcast is based around personal development, leadership. It was number one entrepreneurship podcast in the nation, uh, iTunes and everything. And I found that in 2015 when I was going to school, when I decided to go back to college. Now, college and I did not go well together. Really, high school and I did not go well together. I'm dyslexic, homeschooler, was homeschooled all the way up throughout it. Like me on the farm was, I would tell mom, hey, mom, dad needs me in the shop, right? Like, so I would go to the shop. She's like, okay, well, you got your homework? He's like, yeah, dad said I could do it later. So I'd play this whole mom and dad game back and forth. I get up to dad. Dad's like, hey, did mom say you could come up? Are you done with homework? Yeah, she said I could come help you. Right. So I always try to find ways to either get in the woods, get on the water or get in the shop to help dad. And so that that aspect of it was I was very good on just real world relationships and just building relationships with people that were older than me. Like I'd go to the rotten gun club and shoot and do all that stuff. And but school never like it just never clicked. Reading, writing still this day, like you're lucky. I'll get the first letter, last letter. Everything else is crap shot. So you read my posts, you'll figure it out. Right. Everything that goes in there, like it's, it's just how it is. But I move, move forward, getting into like college and doing all that stuff. Um, I found this podcast. I started listening to it and realized like, I'm it's, it's everything that I already know what I want to go through and do. Right. And it's like, I'm going to school, sitting in school. And now that I had just went through and bought this building with a buddy of mine, this auto body shop, and we're gutting it out, we're turning it into this gym right? Just going to start going into the whole CrossFit piece. Like I, I was already doing what they were teaching me to do even so much. So to the point that they were going through and having me teach different pieces on the class and bringing up and doing, it's like, what am I paying for here? Mm -hmm. Right. I could either be in this classroom spending the next eight hours of my day doing X, Y, and Z, or be out there actually applying it and doing it continuously moving forward. So, um, I actually ended up dropping out of college uh, I kind of contribute that to Andy, right? So blame it on him kind of piece overall. And, uh, but I don't regret it, right? In the moment, it was one of the scariest moments I've ever, I've ever been in. Cause it's like, well, I said I was going to do this and I'm deciding to go another direction, right? Um, and since going into the, the fitness piece, best decision I made, like went in, dove into the CrossFit side of it. I love, like I was the fat farm kid. Like I like six six, seven peanut butter and jelly sandwiches were, was not a unnormal thing for me to do on a day-to-day basis. And if I was out of jelly, it was either literally maple syrup, honey, or just straight up bananas on it. Like I would find <laughs> something sweet to put in the thing. Right. right? Yeah. And I would just, I would smash that stuff. Well, getting into fitness one taught me a lot about myself and what I could ultimately do and overcome because I really didn't have a lot of personal self-confidence growing up in those areas and I love being able to help other people see that as well, right? Coaching, fell in love with that, progressively got better to where like going into the, the whole CrossFit side of things, it allowed me to be, be the individual I really wanted to be, but it allowed me to go through and actually do the things I love to do, right? Allowed me to go hike further back up into the mountains, to go out, go elk hunting with my dad, allowed me to go through, be more fit and active on the farm or do that kind of stuff or go up to the cabin, help up at the, the ranch and everything there. Um, it just, I liked who I was, right? And I loved mm-hmm. being able to help other people who had this sense of insecurity 
and ultimately old versions of Jake in that area, like help them go through and achieve that as well. And through doing that, I got connected in with first form at a CrossFit competition. Uh, met a couple of the guys up there at that one. Uh, I always say Will Grumpke, like saved my life at one of the, the events in the sense that I didn't know who this dude was. And next thing I knew after it, I like went through a hellacious workout, was competing head to head with a bunch of other people and got done with it. I'm laying there starfished on the ground. Like, Oh my God, what just happened? And here's this guy out of nowhere. He's like, dude, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. It looked horrible, but it was awesome. And I'm just like, who is this guy? Like in a daze. And he's like, I got, do you need water? I have a foam roller. I have this, that. And he just genuine dude who is like literally like enthusiastic about going through and helping me in that sense. I'd never met him before in my life. Mm-hmm. And I just got to know him, kind of walked away, really didn't even acknowledge what was going on. Cause I was still just kind of in a cloud or a daze in that sense of like what had happened. I came back later and introduced myself. I said, Hey, thank you. And walked away, came back later and, um, just started talking with him, right. Getting to know him. Lo and behold, like I knew Andy because that's really what got my CrossFit gym, gym running, had no idea what first form was. I did not know that first form was Andy's company. Mm -hmm. Right. So talked with him, found that that was like his main baby, like one of the main companies that he had ultimately created um, and built up. And that's where it just kind of all clicked for me was quality people, quality products, creating a quality experience overall. Um, and that's something I want to be able to bring back into my CrossFit gym overall. I started using the products. So I was ultimately a customer back then, but it was also things that I trusted all my, like my, my clients, the people I worked with, my friends, my families, all that stuff. Um, jump forward, three years into that and connecting and working with all those guys, getting to know Will and other people at the company to where it's like, they'd come up for events. Next thing I knew I'd be at like a Wisconsin CrossFit competition, coaching a bunch of people and they're doing their first competition. And here's Will breaking out of the wild West comes over. He's like, Jake, there's a lane open. I know you're not doing the competition. You want to jump in on the next workout? Like we'll just go full send here. I am. I'm like, all right, send it. And I'm out there in blue jeans, <laughs> freaking in tennis shoes going full send on a workout. And I was like, only, only in this kind of like community and crew of people. Right. Right. And, um, Will and I built a really good relationship to where three and a half years really passed almost coming up to four. Um, my business partner, and I started seeing some like tension. We just had different visions of where we wanted to go within the gym, where we were, we were going to take it. Um, and <clears throat> we, I, I had to make the adult decision. You can ask my wife to this day is one of the hardest I, I, I correlate it to like dropping out of school, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was that next step of like one door closes, another one opens. Um, I didn't want our gym to crash and burn. I didn't want to see bad feud things come, come out of all of it. Like Tom is essentially like a brother from another mother for me. Um, we we've gone through a lot of shit and everything together. We've built that entire place up together. Uh, I wanted to see it thrive and continue on, but I knew if we kept going down the path, resentments were ultimately going to build. Um, so I ended up just one day coming in and say, Hey dude, I know this is everything to you and it is to me. Right. And I just, I still remember it's like, I know it's everything to you and it's everything to me, but I don't want to see us resenting each other. I think I need to step away. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's all he had. 
Um, and then it was, I mean, ultimately a lot more adult conversations that I'd call them in that point of like, what's the next steps from here. Um, I ended up going through separating, selling my half to him. Um, literally the day after I signed the papers on that, I went down and came to summer smash, which is actually a big event we hold in June. Mm-hmm. Um, I had come down to the one previously within first form think of it as a huge backyard barbecue bash of literally 2000 people of just great personalities and everyone gets, gets along in that sense. Like it is all walks of life. And I remember coming down to that, had great conversations again, will all this stuff will comes up. He's like, how's the gym going? How's everything doing? He's like, so sold that, (laughs) (laughs) That, that's gone. (laughs) And then it just turned into one beer led to another and great conversations. And it was just, well, you should come down and work here. Right. Like come down and work at headquarters. Like I'm like, what would I do? Right. What would my job be kind of thing? It's like, I don't know. Right. It's like, well, we still, we'd figure it out. (laughs) And, um, and it was, you know, had a great, great weekend. Phenomenal. Again, it's like the, the, a lot of people look at first form as like a supplement company. And yeah, we sell, we sell vitamins, protein powder, and we, pride ourselves on the quality of that, mm-hmm. but dude, the, the relationship of people that you will gain overall throughout it and just building into it is it's hard to even understand until you actually gone through and like been a part of those different relationships and everything um, that ultimately happens. And that was, that was that weekend. And even all the, the relationships leading up to it is just good, genuine people who actually give a fuck. Um, give a shit <laughs> not, not myself. i said i wasn't i told i didn't tell zach but i was like hey, you're, not gonna, you're not gonna say anything bad hey when, when, you, when we are we're dudes and when we are around the, when the passion comes people, out the fat, and we're talking as as, as dudes yeah, it yeah. comes out it, it happens comes out. i mean we're yeah. all doing it i mean yeah. boat yeah. ramp hunting yeah. camp talk man it's yeah. everywhere yeah yeah so um you know, jump forward in that I went back home, um, ended up, I was working on a house, uh, that I had bought duplexing with my wife and I got a text from Will saying, Hey, can you jump on the phone? And it, in that moment, I was like, yeah, sure. Like I thought he was just kind of checking in. Hey, how was summer smash? What'd you do? And comes up, calls or literally jump on FaceTime. He's like, Hey, I know we were talking about you going through and working down here, but it's like, that's something you would actually want to do right said well i mean i'd be open to the discussion i i never thought i would ever work for a company like i'm very independent in that sense of like Mm. like that's my entire family whether it's the the farm the elk ranch chiropractic like like all the stuff that i've ultimately learned and done that i never thought i would go through and work for a big like a brand in that sense Mm -hmm. and i said i i'm open knowing andy and knowing the company itself i'm like I wouldn't necessarily work for a company, but I'll work with people. I'll work with a company and with a team to go out that has a bigger mission overall. And he's like, all right, sounds good. Well, let me talk to some of the guys, right? See what we can ultimately do. A couple of weeks pass by. Will again sends me a text, says, hey, can you jump on a FaceTime, right? I'm, dude, I'm covered in shingle dust. I'm re-roofing my front porch and all this different stuff. I said, sure. I know what it's about kind of thing is <laughs> like, like, and he gets on, he's like, all right, cool. How's it going? I was like, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like working on the house. And he's trying to, he's doing like this little small talk kind of thing. Right. And I was like, <laughs> Will, what's up? 
Like, I got, like, let's figure this out. He's like, well, I got the guys here. And it turned into an impromptu interview. It's got the entire, <laughs> the entire freaking, like, all the executives that were there. Got Ryan Riggle, Aaron, Cody. And they ultimately say, like, why should, why should we hire you? Right. And stereotypical kind of thing like that. And um, I say, I mean, really in that moment, I was just going through the process of like, I mean, not in an arrogant sense of like, why wouldn't you though? Right. The relationships that have ultimately been built, it really comes down to it's like, I don't know even what I'm going through and hiring for, but I know the people of integrity that are there to where it's like, mm, right. I'd go through and take a shot on that. Um, that's, and that's a big thing. Um, I didn't know what my exact pay was going to be. I didn't know, you know, what my job was. They just said, Hey, we'll get you down here. We'll figure it out and we'll take care of you. Um, literally they said, when can I start? I said, give me till September in that piece. Cause that was like June, like July ish time. I said, give me a few months. Let me flip this house around. So my wife's good. Or my new fiance is good. Um, and then literally a few months passed, drove down, moved to St. Louis, um, and been, been here ever since that, that then coming down and like diving into the fitness piece and really embodying just the culture of it down here. If I jump forward, give it a year and a half, cause I've been here almost five years, but two years almost to the date. And I'm looking at the date here on, on April 29th of whatever, two years ago, 21 is when I went through and started first from outdoors, the Instagram page, right? Mm -hmm. That's really what added the catalyst and like started everything. Um, I'd been down here for a couple of years and that's really where I found like first year hunting down here, had my lone wolf tree stand stolen. I had a blind, blind stolen. Second year I had a platform stolen, like all this different shit that ultimately happened. Right. Um, and, it, I, and I look at it as like, when that first tree stand was stolen and like hunting public land and doing all this, like, and this is before I started the page before I started first from outdoors or doing anything like that. I literally sat there just kind of like in a disbelief. Cause I've walked past stands before. Like I've walked past all that. I've never, like I grew up taught do unto others as you would have done to yourself. I'm like, if it's not yours, don't touch it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like treat people Seems simple respect. enough. Right. You Seems would simple. think, right. You think, um, yeah, I wasn't even mad. Like I wasn't even mad at the moment there. Like I was honestly sat in a moment of like disbelief and like, well, I'm not going to let them ruin my, ruin my day. And I just went on and figured it out and went hunting. Um, but that's, that's one of the triggers that ultimately kind of started the whole first from outdoors piece to it. And a multitude of other, other pieces is that them stealing my tree stand was not something that was just a malicious thing that was done. It either happened to them. And it's like, well, this is just how it is, or they were taught to do it. And that's, mm -hmm. that's not, that's not like an individual issue. That's a cultural issue. That, that is something that we as individuals, and I think of our generations as the individuals who last played outdoors and did those kind of things. Like we have, have a duty and obligation to be the best version of ourselves, mentally, physically, spiritually, but also in how we treat one another in the outdoor space. Mm. And starting first from outdoors was I wanted to be able to take all the core values and everything I've learned from Andy, Sal, and a lot of other much smarter individuals than myself, right? And, and take all of that and bring what 
we have done in the, the fitness industry and just correcting the issues that have ultimately been there and how people treat people there and bring that into the outdoor space of like, we're going to be individuals of character that lead by example, live a lifestyle, allow us to experience more of the outdoors, allow us to stick around to have those experiences, but also show people how to treat one another, right? How to have the conversations at the trailhead, how to have it at the boat landing, like get people involved with it because there, there is, I believe in the outdoor space, this thing where it's like, oh, this is my secret spot. This is my secret spot, right? These are these yeah. things like you can't do it, but the same people will go through and say, oh, we got to get more people involved in the outdoors. So they're trying to bait people with one hand, but slap them with the other, right? right. And, and do different things in that. And that's, I, I look at the, the social piece. That was just my way of like allowing people because a lot of people in the outdoor side of it look at first form, and even if you go look at our main page and, and supplement, it, it's a supplement company. People see, oh, it's just a fitness brand. It's a workout mm -hmm. brand. But they right. really don't, they don't understand the people that are within it. And that's where it's like, I know that there's a lot more to it than that. So starting the outdoor page was literally just my, my personal passion where it's like, I want my dad, my uncles, my, my family members, all the other country farm boys and girls like myself can connect personally on all of those things and then understand like, well, okay, first form stands for something more so than just, just fitness, mm -hmm. right? Fitness allows us to do these things or that lifestyle, really how we treat people allows us to make a better, not just a better community, but honestly a better fucking country overall. Right. Yeah. And, and that's it. There's, there's a lot to it, but that's where all of that stuff ultimately kind of stemmed from. And that ultimately has progressively moved forward now in the last couple of years. Yeah. You know, it's, I was talking about this with somebody earlier today, but when it comes down to it, we have a finite number of years to be able to go out and adventure and hunt and fish and experience this world that we get to live in. Why not do something as simple as, small day-to-day -day behavioral changes, improve your health, improve your fitness, and allow yourself to enjoy those things for as long as you possibly can. And it seems like such a simple ideology, but a lot of folks still haven't come around to it yet. And I think, you know, with Hunt Leap, with First Form Outdoors, it's a lot of what we're trying to help educate folks on. It's, <laughs> you look at, I have one of my buddies, Terry, dude's gone through and lost 186 pounds full grown man. And he's done that by hitting his protein, hitting his overall calories, like tracking what he ultimately eats and going for a 45 minute walk every day and just drinking mm -hmm. water. That's it. Like now he's gotten to the point to where, okay, he can do the weight training. Like before he was the person there, right? He right. was the one doing that. Um, but that's that like walking it's, it's very underrated, right. Yeah. In, in that aspect oh, yeah. of things like, People are like, ah, it's, I'm not, I got, I got busier things to do. Well, do you really? Right. Cause I know that's, that's where I look at it. it ties more into the personal pieces. Like I know without a shadow of a doubt, one of my grandfathers would still be here today. If he would have gone through and went for a 45 minute walk every single day. And instead of drinking the, the glass or two, three glasses of whiskey every single night and switched it with mm -hmm. water, he'd still be here today. Like mm -hmm. I know I would, I would put money on all of it. Right. And that's, that's where it's like, well, I would have gained an extra, like in a selfish way, like an extra five, 10 years with my grandpa right. going fishing with him and creating more of those memories. 
um, to where for me now, I can't bring them back, but hopefully we can set kind of a, a standard or hold a higher standard for ourselves, which will allow me to keep selfishly dad around longer. So he can have mm-hmm. those same things with my, like my kids in the future. Right. But then I have to hold that standard for myself. And that's the big thing is like, it really comes down to just leading by example. No one else is going to do it for us in any aspect. So simple things. And it seems like, so in, in this conversation, the hunting, the hunting industry has done, you're you're seeing more of a transformation, I think in the hunting industry, like it's, it's really carried through, especially with the desire for people to go West um, hunt bigger animals and, and do the different things, get up in the mountains. So you're seeing more of a movement, I think, than, I mean, fishing is just not talked about. Would you, would you say that's fair? You know, I would say we have yet to really see leaders in the fishing space. And I, I would even, not even necessarily just even the fishing space, but in the Midwest area mm-hmm. stand for that kind of lifestyle. Now there's, there's, yeah handful of different individuals I can look at that are out there. Um, I know John Cruz lives a lifestyle, but even, you know, he's a very fit individual. Caleb Summerall goes through, he's done, you know, four by four by 48. He's done some cool, really. I think though some of those individuals out there are kind of spearheading that piece, but it's going to take more of those different, like more of those different individuals, ultimately, especially in our generational age to, stand up and show that it's like, this allows us to go out and do this more and feel better mm-hmm. when we do this. And there's, it's a lack of education and understanding of what it can actually do to apply to what you are doing. Uh-huh. And cause that's where you look at the hunting piece. It's like, okay, well you have guys like Cam Haynes. Cam's done a phenomenal thing. He gets a lot of different shit here and there, but I look at the hundreds and thousands of lives that he's gone through and ultimately changed. Like I respect the dude immensely for what he's done. A lot of people yeah. think, and that's where you think about it, is like, you'll never get shit from people who are doing better than you. Right. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the shit talk that ultimately comes or the, the talk and all that stuff is usually coming from the individuals who are not willing to go out and do the actual work. Mm-hmm. Right. So they got to talk about trying downplay it to make themselves feel better that they're not actually doing it. Right. Yeah. And that's when, when we're really looking at it is like, he's not doing anything negative for the sport of anything. He's doing everything better yeah, for it, but he's also, he's, yeah, he's keeping people around. If you yeah. would like, you look at that as like, I look at that as he is, he has created a lifestyle to where there's going to be grandfathers that'll have more experiences with their kids, their grandkids than any other individual out there in that space. Mm-hmm. Right. And when it comes into the fishing piece, it just, it just takes someone who it, it takes individuals who are like, you know what, I'm just going to, this is the lifestyle that I'm going to live. And then allowing them to be, be the example, not because they have to be, like for cam and i've like met cam cam's been out here and everything and like he's just a down-to-earth dude like Mm -hmm. everyone that you go through and say it meet him he's like he doesn't really want the spotlight in that sense like now he sees it as like more of like well this is my i I would assume because i haven't had the conversation with him but i would see it's like hey you've been given a platform take this and like do good with it right right yeah um and that's all that that's really what ultimately it needs in the fishing. Cause it's just, I don't see people ultimately have stepped up in that side. Yeah. So Chad, Chad and I found cam. What was it? 2012. 
2013 somewhere in there. I'd say it was. I'd say it was maybe earlier than that. But yeah, I mean, it was somewhere fair. between 2011, 2013. He was still, you know, he's running around with Nick the Trainer, dude. You know, mm-hmm. one of his real close buddies right there in town. They just, they just done the the beast mode bow hunting. Was it YouTube or was it? It was a DVD too. I think it was available on DVD. Just the whole series of workouts around the whole beast mode bow hunting thing and and all that, and to see where he's went from then to what the industry as a whole and the whole ideology mm-hmm. and attitude regarding fitness and hunting and how that's changed. I mean, just in a short amount of time, I mean, we're talking 10 years, yeah. I guess, now that I think about it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that that, is, that like escalated yesterday. quickly, didn't it? <laughs> that escalated. I was today years old when. Uh, Thanks, Zach. Wow. <laughs> um but yeah, you're right. I mean, ultimately, that hasn't been done on the fishing side. We don't have those guys. I mean, there there was a campaign at one time with Dave Mercer and Subway, yeah, that started to kind of trend that way, and then it, it kind of fizzled out. And I'm not sure what happened well, there. But and I think it, it's like Jake said. I mean, there's there's guys that are doing it. It's just not vocally expressed. You know, like Brandon Polinick's mm-hmm. runner, John Cruz, obviously, um, mm-hmm. hits it hard. But you know, they're just. It's not well, Scott well, Martin. Scott Martin's yeah. lost a ton of weight. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's looking lean. Yeah, and I mean, it's just no. You just they're just not not beating that drum like a Cameron Haynes or or different yeah. folks like that that are out there. And, and they're it's, just not showing it daily. I mean, I think yeah. you know, especially somebody like Brandon. You know, he was a collegiate wrestler, and and I think he, you know, he, he runs every time they, you know, they hit an RV park and get to the right. next event, you know, right. he's running daily, but he's not, it's not something he's posting about and putting it out there. You know, well, go, ahead. go ahead. Do you think, do you think it could stem from, so, you know, I mean, there's, you think so when you think about fishing, you're out there for generally, most of these guys don't eat. I mean, you're out there basically 10 to 12 hours by the time this yeah. By the time you walk out the door in the morning, by the time you get home at night from fishing an eight-hour day, I mean, and you're moving. You're moving constantly. The only thing that you're not moving is the truck glide. So you're stopping at the gas station. You're getting crap, junk. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not eating the rest of the day. You're just loaded up on Red Bull mm-hmm. um, or strong coffee in some people's case. Uh, <laughs> not eating. And then, you know, you're done. You're off the water. It's just like, oh, my gosh. Me a cheeseburger. Let's head back out. You know, I just want to get home. I just want to get something home quick and second, something quick and easy. Yeah. yeah. The second you get home, you're dogging. You've been standing. The sun's been beating on you. I mean, because you're out in the open all day, so you're yeah. just physically drained. And the only thing you want to do is sit in your chair, right? And just like <laughs> tap out for a well, minute. <clears throat> that that's a big piece, right? I think there's there's battle number one that ultimately needs to be be solved there, and that really comes down to the nutrition. You mm-hmm. know, I've thought more. And more and more on this, because of course we go through, we, I mean, this comes into a lot of like, even what I want to do in like the outdoor piece and having like the different transformation challenges and things like that focused towards the outdoor space, both Mm -hmm. hunting, fishing, all that, Mm -hmm. you know, there's never like, you look at this, I've I've thought more about this because I've been thinking about like, okay, how do I, how do we get people in the, in the fishing side of it, even more mm-hmm. engaged? How do we get them more engaged? I can do it in the archery piece. I can create different challenges. There, how do we do it here? And, you know, look at that as, well, a lot of it's going to come down to what they can do when they like in the diet nutrition side. And there's other mm-hmm. things that we can ultimately add, but there's not a single day 
that you go out fishing on the water or you go for a tournament that you don't have your tackle box prepped, right? Oh, you already 100%. Know, already got everything set. Okay. 100% two days in advance most of the time. So you're getting all that <laughs> stuff set, right? You're doing all oh, those yeah. things, truck set, boat set, everything. Yep. But people don't go through and take the 30 minutes or the hour to go through and prep a lunch box. Yeah, exactly. What you're exactly. doing for your own. I that's <laughs> right. Zach is all about the snacks when you take him. Snacks, all, yeah, snacks, everything, right? Snacks. Oh, yeah. so, you look over and but, he's eating every time. But, but that's where, you know, a lot of time, like when you look at the tackle box, this is the, the piece that get, get a lot of people in. Like for me, I have to have things pre-logged and prepped for me. So like look at the mm-hmm. first form app, for instance, or someone goes through, use my fitness power, whatever they're using. Like when I'm going through and using the first form app, if I want to go through and, and get the best results out of it, right? Mm-hmm. I already know what I'm eating tomorrow. It's already logged. Right. I already have it pre-logged in there. I know what I'm having for breakfast. I know what I'm having for lunch. I know the two snacks that I have. I know what I'm having for dinner. And I already have post-workout logged in here. Well, guess what? If I don't work out today, I go through and switch that out and I can have whole food meal and look towards more of a solid protein source, mm-hmm. right? And that's like, we overcomplicate a simple process and we'll sit for hours and plan out every single bait. And it really comes down to what's important to people, right? Mm-hmm. And, and seeing the overall value of what is they're wanting to do. I look at it as you have to look at the long-term game of this. How many years am I going to be able to do this? What's going to set me up for the best success to be in the best shape mentally, physically to go out and do those things? Cause that's, I've, I've talked with, you know, with Chris, um, with, uh, Caleb, like, especially Caleb, he's like, dude, like I'll go all freaking day and I won't eat anything. And I'm nope. freaking mentally drained, Just gassed, out of, out of, gassed on it. And that's where it comes down. Like that only is, immensely astrobated if you don't go through and fuel yourself, hydrate yourself, all those things. And I think that's going to come down. Like there's some great, great individuals out there as you, you've kind of named and I've named in the fishing piece, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it is, it's showing that, right. And right. it's, it's, it's putting it in a spot where it's like highlighting those things, putting those things out where other people are able to see them because they might do it in their, their social piece. And that's, something, you know, I hope to be able to go through and, and help kind of even add a catalyst to, or I guess, fuel to the fire in that side is like, how can we go through and bring more light to that? Cause I know even, uh, like BSS, like they're, they're looking at doing more like fitness campaign and talking with some of those guys. I know mm-hmm. even getting into the Turkey hunting side of things, talking with Fred bird back when I met with him and they were doing like their different, like the Turkey trot side of things, but even the, like, online 5Ks. Like there's people who are wanting to do things inside of those organizations, but I also feel like there's some of the old timers in those organizations that are ultimately holding pushing them, up against it. Right. Against yeah, yeah. It's like nobody wants to hear that. Just Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, well, we 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 ran into some of that in the archery club back home, you know, back in the day and oh yeah, talking about, you know, post guys not posting about it and stuff like that too and I had a guy ask me the other day, he was like, "Well, do you enjoy watching other dudes work out?" And I'm like, do I enjoy physically watching them work out? No, but I enjoy seeing people get after it and grind every day and chase their goal and put in the work and improve their life. Ultimately. Yeah. I, I dig that part. That's motivational for me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's kind of, it's funny. It's around the whole cold, cold tub ice baths and all that too. Do ice baths mm-hmm. really work if you don't post about it, but it's, it's funny 
but it's got <laughs> it's really funny Dude. but it's got the it's got the people talking about it right yeah it's yeah. brought it to the forefront it's got it in the conversation and you now it's growing more and more people said. are seeing the yeah more and more people seeing the benefits behind it you, it has to be done enough there has to be enough execution on a consistent day-to-day basis and people have to see you doing it long enough to become curious enough to try it themselves mm-hmm. right? or at least ask questions exactly at the very uh, least, ask questions. I'm going to go back to what you said, Jake, about uh, j- just walking 45 minutes. And, and you lightly touched on it, um, especially in the fishing space. You're out there, and again, in the sun and the wind and eight hours of whatever. Hydration. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really something. And I, I've got a bad habit of it. I'll get out there and I'll, for, I'll leave water bottles in the truck. I will just in the frazz of the morning, I'll just walk off and leave. Just forget. We get tunnel vision when we're fishing though. Tunnel vision. Got to go. The camera, you know, just got to go, got to go, got to go. And I will forget stuff. But, you know, there's days, if you hydrate well on the water, and and I fail at this a lot, I will openly admit, if you hydrate well on the water, you will feel nine times better when you come off the water then you will if you do not your hands won't be dry you're you're mm-hmm. not going to be as burnt up mm-hmm. it's just amazing what if you take a gallon of water out there with you and try to suck it down how much better you'll feel 100 that's well I mean, go ahead, go ahead Jake. well i was just going to say speaking to the hydration piece you know that's something we noticed specifically hunting out west is mm-hmm. we're already at altitude the air's thinner I'm a 220 pound individual that requires a lot of oxygen for my muscles to do work. If I can't get it from the air, we better hydrate and get it out of our water. Right. So that's one piece we do not skimp on now since our very first year hunting together, we had an incident there. Um, since 2016, we, I mean, I've got a 10 liter bladder. He's got a, he's got two 10 liter bladders. We each got a three liter bladder in our pack. We carry a, a, a one liter Nalgene. I mean, when we stop and filter water, we're filtering gallons of water. And we, you know, we haul 30 liters back to camp to have in camp for each morning and, and to cook with and things like that. But it's, we, you know, we're not afraid to drink it. We'll just go filter more as long as we've got a good water source. And we, you know, we try and find that first. But without that, we would not be able to push as hard as we do in the mountains chasing mm-hmm. those animals. You got to think water, water plays such a huge role in the the cognitive functional side of things and like mm -hmm. how alert you are, make critical decisions. I think about fishing, like just being able to make quick decisions of what it is you're going to go through and do. Um, Because some of those, those decisions can go through and, and cost you a lot in a lot of those Mm -hmm. different scenarios. So it's like, you know, our body's made up of primarily water, right? Mm -hmm. Like a very, very large amount of our entire body. 75% 75% of our body's water. So it's like, you think about that as like, okay, well, cognitive function, musculature, like just overall, like you think our body, like the function of it is really water and electro currencies, right? Well, if we don't, if our muscle doesn't have the water in the muscle belly, like it doesn't have as good of connective like responses to it. So it's, right. I would say like a hydrated muscle is a happy muscle, right? Mm-hmm. So making sure you have the, the hydration there. But then a big piece, when I think about people through their diet, their nutrition, everything, like water is utilized. It plays a huge role in overall digestion 
Mm -hmm. of the foods we eat on a day-to-day basis, our gut health. So you think about people, like I think about whether you're fishing tournaments or traveling cross country, like people who are gassy, bloated, they, they have upset stomachs, indigestion, all these uncomfortable things, like usually has a big play in not just the foods you're eating that plays in it, but also the lack of water you're ultimately pulling in as well. So, I mean, you have all right. these factors that compound on top of itself that can just lead you to go through and, and have a lot of different issues overall. And honestly, not a great experience. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That can derail your whole day for sure. Oh, Getting around to this yeah. and incorporating the first form outdoors and, and how you guys are kind of, you know, starting to make some waves in the outdoor space, run through the November knockdown challenge for us. Tell us kind of how that came about and, and how it went. Yeah. The, so it was, um, it's kind of a, a whirlwind overall. So I had this, this crazy kind of idea, you know, to be able to go through and essentially just hold like an online qualifier or just like, just honestly do an online challenge. Like we're doing all this stuff yeah. online. I want to be able to get people involved. Um, you know, of course you see things like tactical games out there. There's mountain mm-hmm. archery fest, beast mode archery, and like phen- all these phenomenal people. Right. Well, for us here and like what we could do is like, I'm like, we can use social media as a tool to get people out to go like challenge them to combine accuracy and physical fitness together. Right. So, um, I put out an online qualifier, four weeks, four different workouts. We were going to have four winners and ultimately the winners were going to be able to win, you know, win a trip out here to headquarters to compete, to go head to head. Um, and just be like the knockdown champ right within the final piece. So, Went through, put that qualifier together. We had, oh, I had to have to add it all up. We had thousands of people go through and all, a lot more than I even anticipated go through and ultimately yeah. register on it. Um, and even more so than people in, internally thought. They're like, how many people <laughs> wanted to shoot a boat? It's like, you did, you what did what? What was that? <laughs> like, why, why? Like, that's really what, I mean, that's some of the individuals in here. It's like, there, there's a lot of people who hunt fish and outdoors. There's yeah. a lot of people who don't, right? So right. it's like, especially a lot of the guys who run the computers, they don't get it. But yeah. um, we dive into that and, and have, you know, a really good showing on that piece. And these dudes are getting after it. And there's a lot of girls and guys that, you know, are going through and doing these workouts, honestly, in half the time it took me to do it. And I was like, holy shit. Like, we're on to something. Like, this is going to be, mm-hmm. this is going to be cool. And started to see how people shared it. And even people, the cool piece was when I really knew I had something special in it was you had people, you know, get on there and show that their kids are going through and doing burpees and then picking up their bow and shooting it like dad. Right. Mm-hmm. You had, you know, a little girl go through and do box step overs with mom. Right. And doing all these things in the basement and being able to bring people together to where it's like, even though, and they'd show up week to week for the four weeks they showed up, even though, they might not have win or won that last week or, you know, they just, it was, it was a community, right? Like yeah. people coming together and, and wanting to be involved or, you know, thought this was something kind of cool, something different. Right. And um, so we had those four weeks go through. Um, we had a phenomenal tie on the last week to where I was like, it, it, it couldn't have been done any better to where I essentially gave both of them said both of them win a trip to come out here to battle it out. We'll figure out who's better when you get here. Um, and it, I mean, Brandon and Clint went head to head. Both of them had attempted it numerous times. 
Clint went through and attempted the last workout 40 times before he said he was good enough to go through and like actually submit the time, which is wild. Wow. Brandon, that's a lot. Yeah. Brand, Brandon almost did the same thing without even knowing they were doing it. They did the same thing, but Brandon did that to realize that his third attempt was his best attempt because he couldn't beat it. <laughs> so it was just when, when you got these guys out here for this last weekend and the camaraderie and everything that happened behind it was really, really cool. Um, but what happened was through those, those four weeks, they all went through, earned a trip, everything to come out here. And, um, you know, I want to be, I wanted to be able to bring everyone into an experience, but then bring people out to just have a good time and experience the community and the culture within these walls. And, um, I ended up with those five individuals threw in another kicker to it. And cause there were some other individuals who really using social media in a positive light, sharing people out there, getting after it. Um, individuals who showed up every single week, regardless of how they went through and did, um, people who are going through and having a fun time on it, you know, maybe not the best archers in the world, but they friggin' got a bunch of people involved into it as well. Um, so I threw in five wild cards. So went through, picked five people that I ultimately added into the mix overall and invited them out. They were like, gave them kind of the, the rundown, like, Hey, you're going to come out, compete with these guys, like with the ones who went through and won it, if you choose to come. Right. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, dude, we brought in all 10 of them, put up, put them up, had a great time. We went through, had an experience here at headquarters and did a little bit of a workout with them. But then we went out and, and set up and essentially put together, you know, four workouts that I scored two different ways. So essentially eight different scores throughout it. Uh, but all 10 of them went head to head. We spent all day Friday this past weekend. Um, and I made them work for it. I, <laughs> it looked like yeah, it. <laughs> it was, it was fun. I have not gotten so many texts with fuck you, Jake in the background. Like, <laughs> it was like in a, in a great way back and forth. Right. Dale, Dale went home and bought an, I bought a bath to go through and create an ice bath afterwards. And it's that um, type two fun we were talking oh, about. Dude, it was, it was, you know, <laughs> I told all of them like, we're and the archery piece is just the beginning and I'm excited mm -hmm. for the YouTube piece to come out. Cause of course we're going to show like the entire experience of it and use that. Cause I learned a lot of things with the online qualifier and I made that happen in a matter of two weeks and just like, all right, we're going to do it this time. Right. I have time to plan out. Like we're going to set it up, have like, I want to be able to put together a leaderboard and just get more people on involved with it. Um, but I, I see it a lot more than just the archery piece. Like the knockdown challenge is something that just will build awareness in the outdoor space. Cause I believe really anyone can go through and shoot a bow and it might be that gateway to allow people to come in and be like, Hey, you know what? This is kind of cool. Like yeah. I'm going to pick up a bow. I'm going to shoot a bow for a first time. Maybe they can't shoot a gun in their backyard or a pistol, but mm -hmm. anyone can go down, pick up a bow at their local bow shop or really anywhere and start getting into something. So I look at it as two ways. Like, or a couple ways we can tie fitness into the outdoor piece into the archery side of it. We can get people who are not accustomed to the outdoor space involved in the outdoor space, maybe through some activity and, and wanting to be a bigger, bigger part of something there, but then it'll bring awareness to all facets to where this is really just one Avenue to where really the November knockdown challenge is based around the archery piece. And it's a way we can really kind of tell 
who's putting in the work to earn those different things and differentiate between that. We could put a little bit of a monetary piece out there in front of them to work a little bit hard for it. We can have, you know, different people and create, you know, positions within the brand. But then I can also like take everything we've learned here, retweak some things and we can go apply it into the fishing side. We can go right. retweak it. We can apply it into the, you know, the, the lifestyle side of it. There, the, the shooting side of it. There's a lot of different things we can ultimately do, but I, uh, this is just kind of the beginning steps. Right on. I like it. It was awesome to watch. It's we had a little bit of an event back in the day. We used to call the Bow Crazy Challenge. That was it was fun. Reminiscent. Yeah, it was fun. It was reminiscent. It was it was a good time. Yeah. And it was the same thing. You know, everybody was pretty much cussing us the entire time they were doing it. But when they got done, they all said they, you know, they enjoyed it and couldn't wait for the next one. So, Who doesn't love running with sharp objects? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Here's the deal. No one died. Nobody <laughs> died. Nobody died. Was it our best idea? Maybe not. not Maybe it should have been arrows at the station. Yeah. Rather than run with your arrows. Uh, uh, leave it up for discussion. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There I mean, go. they could have said no. And that's what I said. You signed the waiver. That, I swear, and this is the best part. It's like, I know, because Sal didn't directly talk to me, but we were out at Sal's farm. And right. had it all set up out there. And I mean, his place is beautiful. He's put yeah. blood, sweat, tears into the whole thing. And, um, you know, the whole weekend, cause he had, he was down at an event in Jacksonville, Florida. Mm. He's got, he's got deer cams set up all over that place. And he was watching <laughs> the whole thing through his deer cams and sending random photos to me and other people at, at, uh, headquarters. But he, I know he had a, a bit of a pucker factor going on the whole yeah. time the events. Like he's like, all right, who's going to sue me? Who's going to come out yeah. the farm? What, like, what's my everyone, liability? Yeah, on this? he's like, did ever <laughs> they sign the waivers? We got insurance, right? Like, right. All that stuff. So, yeah, no nice. doubt. We didn't make him sign waivers for the yeah. record. <laughs> <laughs> we were younger and stupid. <laughs> Dude, hey, Hi man. hindsight, you know. Yeah. Hindsight, yeah. <laughs> it was a different time. It was a different. It was twelve years ago. Like ten years. Ago. Oh, good. Different time. Hindsight. Remember how I said to surround myself by smarter people? Like, there probably wouldn't have been waivers if I didn't have some smarter people around me. <laughs> who more. Say, hey, no, we need this. I was like, oh. Yeah, legal legal team's like, wait a minute, yeah, dude, you can't whoa, do this. You're yeah. doing what? Like, huh? Yeah. Our insurance is up to date, right? Yeah. <laughs> resemble this statement. Try, yeah, trying uh, to find an insurance piece that's making sense of like, okay, it's not a tough mutter. It's not this. Like, so are they climbing over things? No. Are they like, that was, <laughs> I got a lot of questions back and forth, like trying to go through yeah. and figure out what this falls underneath, but right. Yep. So yeah, um, we're, we're, we're kind of like the tactical games, just less intense, less, less <laughs> opportunities for lethal mistakes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. still there's yeah. some, there's some we're not jumping over things not, with firearms. Yeah. So that's, yeah, <laughs> I want to make it, I wanted to make it very clear that we were not using firearms in that because yeah. I can only imagine what the insurance would jump up. Oh that. man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, no, it's all fun stuff. That's for sure. Yeah. So the uh, games do look like fun though. They do. So as far as where you're at now, obviously you, this, this is growing. What's the, what do you look for this to be? 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. How I look at this, um, you know, 10 years from now will, when, when we look at 
staples in the outdoor community, right? Like I look at, you know, people know Cabela's, they know different organizations, um, you know, um, all these different, different companies and or brands or organizations that have ultimately gone through and created impact in the outdoor space. Like looking back at it to where I want first form outdoors to be a part of that name to where they have created an impact in the outdoor space. Unlike any of those other brands have, right. And there's and not just brands, but like different communities. And I talk about that a lot and I don't say it in the sense of like, like when I go out and I say, Hey, we're going to go out and change and really not just change, but impact the outdoor community and industry on like any other company or brand has. I say that with a sense of like, I know there's a lot of great companies out there that have done phenomenal things mm-hmm. within the outdoor space, whether it's hunting, fishing, all of it. And any of what I go through and say is not to discredit that I'm saying we're coming in, in a, into a demographic where I know that fitness is not the primary focus in those things. Mm-hmm. And the impact of, of integrity and treating people with respect has kind of been lost when it came into social media yeah. that we will be known for going through and making a positive chain when it change, when it comes into culture overall, that's, that's really what I look for. And like st- setting, setting a higher standard, holding a standard, not everyone's going to like it. And I'm okay with that. Right. right. But I'm not okay with going through and personally for myself and the people that I surround myself living, living life in, in a me- mediocre sense to where you, you aren't able to look at people and shake them like, shake their hand, look them in the eye and say, Hey, you gave it the best you could. You're the best person you could be. You went through and treated other people with respect. Right. That's how I look at like anyone within this organization, within the first form outdoors pieces. Like I want people to be able to look at it as like, yeah, that might not be my thing, but I respect those individuals for going through and doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, yeah. Well, Jake, we have, made it to about an hour and 20 minutes here so with that being said i am gonna let you tell us where to find you on the socials tell them where to get first form tell them what you need to tell them on on how to get hooked up and connected connected well um you guys can find me social media just jake arvold a-r-v-v-o-l-d right a-r-v-o-l-d but that like um you can find me social there uh first form outdoors you can find find that in that place um we do even if people want to look up different youtube pieces you can look up first form on youtube that connects in we'll have different like youtube pieces in the outdoor side of it we have different mic and mic things that are happening there um, big one, if you're wanting to get more so into the community and honestly, all things outdoors would be, uh, first from outdoors, private Facebook group you guys can jump in there. It's, it's free group that ultimately I just am protective of it in the sense of like, I don't want negative BS. Right. And it's like, it's not a form to be going through and bash people. I don't care what bow you shoot, what gun you shoot, you hunt, you fish, you hike. Biggest thing is being able to bring people of character together um and allowing people and even people who don't don't aren't involved in the outdoors like people who aren't involved can find that as a place where they can find leaders within that organization we have different you know multitudes of different people in there um from experts of their craft and the the fitness the fitness side of things the outdoor side of things guides all of it uh brands and 
have that as a hub to where we can do different events. And I see it as something that can ultimately grow and expand from there. Um, and that's, I mean, first form, you can, the products itself, first form outdoors.com that'll pop up. That'll bring you right onto there. Um, you can go to firstform.com in all aspects of that. Um, and I, I will say for anyone who does go through and if you ever get a product or try it out or check it out, like do not hesitate to reach out to me or anyone here. Like I don't want people to just go buy shit to buy shit. Mm-hmm. Like they're tools. They're there. Like supplements are tools to help you with the different gaps and things in your diet and nutrition. They're not a magic pill. There's like, I don't want to see people jump in and like, I'm just going to buy a bunch of pre-workout or fat burners, all that stuff. They are tools to help you on your journey, but they're not the magic pill. that's going to get you the results you're wishing for. So let me help you. Right. Let us help you in that sense. hundred percent. Yep. Good advice. Good advice. Well, guys, we appreciate you listening. Uh, we will be back with the Orion podcast and it is looking like we'll be back on the 9th, May 9th, uh, be our next episode. You'll get it here from me and Zach and maybe Jake again. Who knows? I'll be, I'll be fresh yeah. off a of red eye from California. So. Be fresh <laughs> off a red eye and I'll be fresh <laughs> off the It should be interesting. It'll be, <laughs> it should be a lackluster <laughs> podcast. So tune in for that one. Um, again, check us out, uh, Spotify, Podbean. Google Play, all those fun places, except, yeah. for, except for Apple. We're not there. Yeah, I get, we got to get that figured out. Yeah, well, these days. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, we'll see you guys on the next one. Be good. Later. Okay. See ya.